And standing by to join me is Poppy Harlow. She's Emmy-nominated CNN news anchor. And she's going to talk about her Christmas classic with lots of heart, The Biggest Little Boy, A Christmas Story. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. What a joy to be with you. I really appreciate you having me this morning. Well, congratulations. I know this wasn't something you expected to do all along. How did it come about? Not at all. It was so much fun. Even with a little glitter on top, I said, can we make the star shiny? I love it. (laughs) It was this project, uh, Janine, was such a joy. I got the idea two years ago around Christmas and walking through Christmas tree market in Brooklyn, where we live with our son, Luca, who was a baby at the time, our daughter, Sienna, who was a toddler and carrying Luca like on a baby Bjorn or in my arms. And he like reaches over and almost pulls over this enormous Christmas tree, right? (laughs) Dominoes, like topples the whole thing over. And in that moment, I was like, this would be a great children's book. Cause the lesson in it is we don't need all these big things. There is such joy and meaning in the little things right in front of us. You bet. So that's the inspiration for the story. I love it. Now, were you always a writer at heart? Was this something you like to do? Journalist? Yes. I mean, I would, I wrote for like the high school newspaper growing up in Minnesota Mm -hmm. and, but I thought I was going to be a lawyer. uh, And that, you know, so my, my life certainly did not, I didn't plan this trajectory, but I always have written for work. Right. I mean, we write print pieces, we write, you know, some of the scripts for TV, we write sure. the questions we ask. So there's a lot of writing that goes into my job already. And I've always loved writing something I learned from my dad. Were you surprised at the process? Like had this made yeah. you feel? Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, it's been so joy filled because like, remember I wrote this like two years ago, you know, and through COVID working on it, it was such a negative news cycle in so many right. ways. So to be able to do a project that is purely joy was great. Mm-hmm. Right. Amazing. And one thing that really surprised me is um, it's a lot of work. Like how much work? Like I wrote the first yeah. draft or iteration, then worked on it with my great book agent, Tina Dubois, who really helped me craft and hone the message Okay, um, with our great publisher, Tamar Brazis at Penguin. It was a lot of work just that went into the text. And like, of course I wrote way too long. So they're like, I need to slim this down. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then getting to work with this incredible artist. I'll just show you again. And maybe I can show you my favorite page. Please do. I was going to ask you to share them. Ramona Kalitsky is the remarkable artist who I got to work with on this. And I mean, I just was telling her the other week on email, like you, she made the the book sing. She -hmm. made it come to life on the page. And like, there were like almost no changes from me. That's my favorite. Gorgeous. I mean, she's so exquisite. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Isn't it amazing to see your story come to life with someone else's creativity? Yeah. And the vision that she had for it, you know, I was like, run with it. This is so mm-hmm. remarkable and such a good partner. I hope that this is the beginning of a lot of collaborations. I would say yeah, so. Sure. I want to share something with you. I don't know if you know this, but my show is called Get the Funk Out. I know. I love it. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, because it seems that this was a great outlet for you, a surprise for you to delve into. Um, how did this creative uh, outlet help you through challenging times? Oh, because I could pour just joy and happiness into it, I Mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
covering difficult, tough, sad news, especially through COVID is so, it, it, um, it weighs on your soul. Yes. And, uh, you know, I have nothing to complain about. I wasn't the one suffering, but I still, you know, to have these moments, um, where just everything seems so sad mm -hmm. and then get to come home to this and work on this project or see a draft of illustrations brought me a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of joy. It's amazing. I think there's also something with being a mom, I'm a mom and this creativity kind of surprises you. Right. Like that? you have it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, really, where did that idea come from? You know? Right. Yeah. But our kids bring out, I, I think the best in us, mm -hmm. And they can bring out the worst in us and oh, they yes. hold a mirror up to us when we need to change or think about things differently or act differently. My little kids do that for me all the time. They tell me when I'm wrong and they're, they're right. Usually. <laughs> um, so this has, has certainly been a surprise that I could even do it. I guess I sometimes think as we have children and get more into our careers, we think like, okay, well, like this is the lane I'm on. Like this yes. is what I'm going to do. And this is like all I can manage and do. And, Right. And I also think being a parent teaches us we have a capacity for a lot more than we thought because it makes us exceptional time managers. Sure. It's like, what little thing can I fit in these seven minutes I have between I know my kids' ballet and the groceries or whatever? And so, you know, you can, it's the beauty of a laptop or a pen and paper. You can just grab it and write and put the idea down. And I'm a big list maker and note taker. And so mm -hmm. I would just like put ideas down as they as they came to me. That's a great idea for people watching this because sometimes you, you, you want to make time, but just having that little notepad in your pocket to just jot ideas down, you never know where that's going to go. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Don't throw it away. No, don't throw it away. I loved you. Um, I mean, I, I know you write and I was reading about, um, I was reading, I was really touched by, especially what you wrote about your dad. Thank you. New York Times, I know you lost him a few years ago and I lost yeah. my dad when I was young too. And I'm sorry. Um, wow. Perhaps, you know, we had great dads. Mm -hmm. I mean, yours just sounded like he was out of this world and mine was just incredible and so much joy and so much of that and so much teaching and learning how to be a parent and um, fully embracing life came from him. And I can tell from your dad too. Definitely. You know, I was going to ask you about your dad. Were there certain words that you're still hearing to this day, like that he advice he gave you? Oh yeah. So much. I mean, my dad always called me pop. <laughs> really? Why? I like poppy, you know, pop. Oh, okay. Pip, Pip and pop is what he would call me. And, um, you know, he's, he is one of the reasons I'm, do, I'm, uh, <laughs> I decided to go back to school. So I'm going to law school right now while I, I love that. Then. And that is for a one-year program, a master's, not a full JD. Don't get me okay. it. But he, uh, <laughs> he was a lawyer and he taught me how to love the law as a little kid. Like I would sit at the kitchen table with him and he'd like, tell me about the lawsuits he was doing. He was an intellectual properties lawyer. So he would like, okay. really like, take apart like a camera lens and be like, this is where they like stole the information. And this is why I'm going to do a deposition. And interesting to me and he taught me to love the law and so a lot of me going back to school is you know following in his footsteps and being additive hopefully to my career yeah and my knowledge and um but he he taught me so much and it feels like even though it's been so many he died when I was 15 it's been like almost 25 years he feels like here with me you know and I look right. Luca has his yeah. eyes I look and see Luca oh, and yeah is that how you were named Poppy from your dad no 
it's a funny story. Okay. No. My mom, they agreed on Catherine, which is still my legal name. Okay. But when I was born, I suppose the story they, they told me goes that, well, right when I was born and I was like a big baby, over 10 and a half pounds, like full head of hair. That's like, rather large. <laughs> and then and my mom apparently said, what a poppet. We're going to call her poppy. And my dad was like, what is that? And no, we're not. Okay. They wrote Catherine, what they'd agreed on, on the birth certificate. But then no one called me Catherine. They, my mom called me Poppy. My dad called me Pip or Pop. And it just stuck. That so is cute. That's the story. That is adorable. Wow. What yeah. else would you like people to know about the book without giving too much away? I would like them to know that there's a little Minnesota love in this book. You'll notice the twins hat at the end, the Minnesota twins hat on the Christmas tree. Um, that I that I hope that there's a serious message in this book for us as families. Maybe we don't have to drive ourselves crazy this holiday season, buying a bunch of stuff. Yes. People, a few meaningful things go a long way. And we just started with our kids this year, trying to teach them about donating and giving to others who don't have a lot. Great. You know, we, on Thanksgiving, when I was working, my husband took them to donate some food with our church. And this week we bought uh, gifts for a 13 year old boy who, who had registered for some through our kids' schools and trying to teach them because they need to understand, like, I don't just like get all this like big shiny stuff. Like I don't need this big tree. I don't need this big gift. Like if I get a little bit, that's amazing. And there are people who need more than me. Yes. You know? And so that's the message. One of the messages I really hope to send in this book. Good. You know, I know we have to wrap up soon, but I have to tell you, I started donating donuts and bagels to people experiencing homelessness and it, it happened in September. It was like an accidental thing. Someone said, could you take these donuts? Cause we messed up your order. I said, no, no, no. He said, can you please take the donuts and donate to people who are homeless? Absolutely. So, you know, it really lifts me up. It lifts um, other students up. It lifts everybody up when you do something thoughtful for others. It's so important. Best thing. I mean, one of the most important lessons we can teach our kids, right? Yeah. Especially in this world of X, you know, in this country where, right. you know, there's such an equality, you know, how can we give to others? Sure. You know, and be grateful for what you have, and, but think about what others don't have and how you can be of service and be compassionate. Right. That's exactly right. Where can people find out more about you in the book? Oh, I would love it uh, if you would share this book with your with your loved ones this season. So I posted a lot about it on my social media at Poppy Harlow CNN on Instagram and Twitter, okay. also on the Penguin Random House website uh, and your independent bookstore. Please go support your independent bookstores. Hopefully they have it. A lot of them do. If they don't, they can order it or on Amazon, you can get it as well. And um, hopefully it's the first of many more to come. I was going to ask that. That was my next question. <laughs> yes. I have a book coming with my colleague, a surprise. So I won't tell you more yet. Okay. And Sienna's book, hopefully coming soon, working on that now. Um, okay. So it's, uh, I think I've tapped into something that makes me really happy. I think it's wonderful. I mean, and your colleagues at CNN must've been so surprised or maybe they weren't. Uh, I don't know if they were surprised, but so supportive of, of this and sharing it with their kids and their grandchildren and their loved ones. So it's been a fun project to do. I love it. Any advice for people that are feeling a little down this holiday season? Oh yeah, of course we all go through it. And I'm so glad to see a real focus on mental health Mm -hmm. much more in the media than it used to be. Definitely. And especially um, like celebrities, talking about it and athletes and 
focusing on it yes. and making it okay to talk about our feelings, mm-hmm. you know, is okay. really important. And yeah. to realize that you're not alone. Oh, and by the way, like that all people, like the life of mine you see on Instagram is just part of my life. Like, and sometimes I post the messy, difficult stuff too, but like, I, I do think that social media has given a warped perception of people's lives that they're perfect or even close to it right they're they're so messy and people have different difficulties Mm -hmm. but um but this is uh you know a time to really you know pick up the phone too we text too much we don't talk enough and reach out to people who are lonely reach out to that aunt who is alone reach out to that uh, neighbor you haven't talked to reach out to that neighbor Reach out to that friend you haven't talked to in five years. Definitely. Well, I have loved chatting with you. Congratulations. I look forward to what's next for you. Thank you. And to you, I'm a big fan and I really appreciate your work. And I'm so grateful that you had me on. So thank Thank you so much. much.